0: This is a Grand Slamming Padres podcast featuring Dom DeRosa to talk about your San Diego Padres. What's good, Padres Nation? Our San Diego Padres just got off a two-opponent series, one going against the Oakland Athletics, this time up in Oakland, and another one back home with a three-game set against the mediocre Arizona Diamondbacks. So let's get right into it. It's been an interesting one. Now, before I do, it's a pitching matchup yet again that just happened, and uh, it's time for round two. Sean Mania versus Blake Snell did happen on July 28th in San Diego, and uh, it went different ways the second time around. But for the first time, Sean Mania earned himself the win, went six innings, allowed just one hit, one walk, had himself nine strikeouts. He was just unhittable on the mound. As for Blake Snell, the complete opposite. He lasted just four innings, allowed seven hits, seven earned runs, four walks, and just one strikeout. But all of that changed within an eight to one win against the Oakland A's the second time up. And I got to give Blake Snell a lot of credit in this one. He threw 76 total. 4 seam fastballs. That's 72% of the amount that he threw when he was on the mound. His slider, 21 total sliders. That's 20% of the pitches he threw. He threw seven curveballs, making up 7% and just one changeup. That 4 seam fastball was just something else. Had 39 swings, 10 whiffs. I mean, whoo! He had a good pop to it, too. His max velo on that was 96.4 miles per hour. It was an average around just under 95. So he he was feeling it. And Snell was locating nicely. He threw 105 total pitches, 65 of them for strikes. And this was a much better performance that Snell needed. And I get it, it's early, but he's been pitching very nicely in the month of August so far in two starts. Maybe this is a Snell that we finally understand and get to see as it was interesting to see the second time up what he did against the Arizona Diamondbacks, but that's going to be a little later for on. So starting things off, how did San Diego get to an 8-1 victory? Well, Tommy Pham hit his 12th home run in the top of the first inning off Shaw Manaya wasting no time to center field. A very nice shot. Makes it 1-0. Jake Marisnik, newest padre in RBI single, brings in Austin Nola, in which Nola having himself a fabulous come back as the injuries were hurting, but it's good to see Nola in a Padres uniform yet again. Tommy Pham, an RBI single, brings in the beloved Ha-Sung Kim. And then Jake Cronenworth in the top of the second still. RBI single brings in Jake Marisnik. And I actually kind of like that acquisition, not going to lie, because Marisnik's a perfect fourth outfielder that you could always have. It's important to have depth. I wish Jorge Mateo the best of luck, of course, the minute he goes to Baltimore. Uh, he gets like an RBI triple and stuff, but all jokes aside, uh, Jorge Mateo, wishing you the best. Uh, I, I wish you did better as a Padre at times, and it's been frustrating, but, you know, you, you did your part at times, and as a pinch runner, it was fun to see you run all over the base paths. So, getting on Sean Maniah early, now a pitching change, the Guerra for the Oakland Athletics, Austin Nola. His fourth double of the year brings in Manny Machado and Will Myers. Nola, really just phenomenal. I mean, he is just putting up numbers uh, that are just needed for the San Diego offense. Now, Blake Snell was pitching a perfect shutout inning, I believe, at the time. And then Starling Marte breaks things open in the piggy bank. His first home run in an Oakland A's uniform to left field. A nice shot. And that one gets it going against Blake Snell, but that is all she wrote. Trent Grisham then, an RBI single, a two RBI single, brings in Manny Machado and Eric Hosmer. And Trent Grisham needed this, I think. He's been slumping a little bit. I know Fam has been slumping a little bit, but they'll get back into it. Grisham had two hits. He had two RBIs. uh, So I think Grish needed that. He was just really starting to slump down a little bit. Nola, four for five, two RBIs, one run. I mean, man, oh man. Austin Nola has just been an absolute beast that we needed because I I respect Caratini. Don't get me wrong. I love what he's done, but it's just good to have this dude back. Nola, I'll give you the splits right now. Versus left-handers, it's a small sample size, but, hey, anything works. Versus left-handers, Austin Nola being a righty in the batter's box, has 12 hits. Six RBIs, five walks to six strikeouts. So a 400 average, a 472 on base, an OPS of 972. That's fantastic for a catcher, too. Versus righties, he struggled a little bit in 45 ABs. He's got 10 hits, but he does have six walks and just two strikeouts. So Nola's doing his part when it comes to plate discipline. In the month of August alone, Nola's batting 600. That's 17 plate appearances total. An on base of 588, a slugging of 733, thanks to two doubles, an OPS of 1322. Listen, small sample size or not, you gotta put it out there. It's it's good to have Austin Nola back. So a little bit of a shout out to him. Blake Snell looking real clean out there. Gets himself the well deserved win. Goes five innings, allows just six hits, one earned run. That run was off a homer from Marte. Three walks and six strikeouts. Stammen, Pagan, Matt Schramm, good to have you back, man. Uh, that bullpen's scary, especially when Hudson comes healthy. Who knows when? Listen, our bullpen got even stronger than already his. Something that the Dodgers do not have. And Miguel Diaz all went in to get the nine-inning victory in this one. So it was good all-around performance. A much-needed bounce-back for a pitching duel that went the total opposite way in San Diego. I just don't understand what happened. Now, game two was not the same. Joe Musgrove, I mean, he's a stud. He did phenomenal. I really wish he got the win. But Jace Tingler loves to use Tim Hill so much. I mean, if his left arm fell off, he would use his right arm and tell him go on the mound right now. It is annoying. I love Tim Hill. I think it was a great move to get him from the Royals. I do. But he's a relief pitcher, and you don't use him every day as your guy. You do not. You got to give these guys rest. Tim Hill has played like 200 games already, and you got to calm it down with the way he's pitching. He's played 53 games in 2021. 53. That's a lot so far in just what, 110 or so games? A 2.88 ERA, he's just been good. That lefty side armor is really just tough to hit, tough to read everything. It's not, it's just not, this is not it for Tim Hill. The most he's pitched as a reliever was 70 games with the Royals, and that was his first year in 2018. It's just too much on his arm, I'm going to be honest. And I'm not going to blame him for the blown save, even though it's like a pitch right down the middle. And everything, it's just it's just we're pitching him too much. I, I I don't blame Tim Hill for blowing that say it's just a tough one to lose. It is. I just I blame Jace Tingler for the move putting him in there. So let's get started with this one. Jed Lowry, his 12th home run to right field, a really nice shot off Joe Musgrove, but the Padres answer right back. Adam Frazier, the NL hits leader, the MLB hits leader. Singles brings in Victor. Caratini, hail to the victor right there. Frazier is just an absolute stud. Love this guy. This was one of the most underrated pickups that we got. We needed hitting, and you know what? It's good to have contact like that. Adam Frazier is going to do his part each and every day. He's a workhorse and a grinder just as much as Jay Cronenworth and everyone else on this Padres team. Trent Grisham makes it 2-1 San Diego. His 15th double of the year brings in Eric Hosmer. Jerkson Profar was thrown out. Uh, thanks to the uh, PEDs and Ramon Laureano. So we should get that win. Uh, thanks a lot, Ramon Laureano, whatever. And you're suspended any games, So I guess we get the last laugh. Victor Caratini, hail to the victor. RBI single brings in Trent Grisham. Caratini really has just been an absolute phenom. And uh, I'm really glad that we have him. He's the perfect backup catcher for this team. But if he needs to be the catcher, due to Nola injuries like he has been, there's nothing wrong with that at all. So it's three to one Padres at this time. And of course, Mark Melanson goes up there and Mark Melanson does Mark Melanson things. Look, 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 Mark Melanson has been great. I think he's right now, as I'm speaking, this is off the top of my head, 33 for 38 and save opportunities. That's great. And also think about it. Some of those blown saves. And I say that with the, uh, you know, and with quotes, they came in extra innings with the extra inning rule, and that shouldn't even be a blown save because it should be like a ghost runner and that run should be unearned. Mm-hmm. Mark Melanson never put him there. It, it's a stupid rule. Don't even get me started. So Mark Melanson really isn't. It's even better than 33 for like 38. He throws that cutter. He throws that knuckle curve. He's great. Uh, he's fascinating to watch. This was just not it for him. He's been struggling recently, had a big save against the D-backs in which it didn't start off nicely, but this was not it. It's 3-1 San Diego, but Matt Chapman cuts down their lead 3-2 and RBI single brings in the PED monster, Ramon Laureano, and then Jan Gomes, the newest Oakland A. RBI single, really nice piece of hitting. Got to give Jan Gomes a lot of credit. Brings in the speedy Tony Kemp, Tommy Pham, reaches on a fielder's choice and has Kim scores. Now that ball was going to Matt Chapman who was moved to shortstop shallow in the infield, but has Kim, thankfully for the error, um, that woof man, that was just fascinating to watch how Kim score. I thought he was going to be dead to rights. Uh, but it was not, and it was not an error. I, I personally think it was because Chapman botched it, but, uh, it was just a little misplay. I guess that was, ruled a fielder's choice at the end of the day Matt Olson though ends things with Oakland A's fans going home with a victory his 26th double off Tim Hill lefty lefty brings in Mark Canna and Starling Marte and that's all she wrote in game two a very tough loss a very tough loss Padres were up 3-1 next thing you know they got to start crawling back and that's not fun to watch but Listen, we split the series. We avoided the sweep. Blake Snell pitched phenomenal baseball. He's heating up right now. And I'm actually getting confidence in Blake Snell. It's baby steps. It really is. But you know what? We are true believers because we're going to be there every step of the way. I mean, I'll take it. For a guy that's now struggling, it feels like Blake Snell sprinkled his struggling uh time pitching starts with Ryan Weathers. Weathers did not do well against the Arizona Diamondbacks, and uh, this was not a fun one. Padres were up 5 nothing in game one against the Arizona Diamondbacks after a day off flying back from Oakland, and the D-backs come out, and they went 8-5. So that's why he played the full nine. He never step off the gas pedal. And yeah, that's it. So before I get into it, I want to get into Ryan Weathers a little bit. Weathers just lasted three innings. His ERA imploded to 4.26. He's allowed seven hits in, the, in those three innings, six earned runs, one walk, one strikeout. Stam in four hits, two earned runs. He got lit up. It's like the D backs, every time they come into PETCO, they just know how to hit for a 35 win team. It's really frustrating, but hey, there's still major league material. They're going to get it right. They're going to play tough, and they're going to play like they're 75 and 35. I give them credit, but it was just embarrassing to see what the Padres did in this kind of situation. We played tough against competition, like the Dodgers, the Giants, but then when we go against the Rockies and the Diamondbacks, oh, man, we can't hit. We need Jorge Mateo to hit a home run. Um, I, I just don't get it. Implosions are going to happen. But these are just the ones that are like, you got to be kidding me. So this was an interesting start for Weathers, though. Over the season, Ryan Weathers has thrown his four-seam fastball 486 times. That's 41% out of the four pitches he throws. His slider, 30 31% of the time. His sinker, 20%. And the changeup, 8%. So that's basically a three-pitch mix, including the changeup as a uh, – Little side on. So the weird part was against the Diamondbacks, he threw mostly the sinker 46% of the time. I just didn't understand that. He threw the slider 28% of the time. It wasn't many pitches, of course, because he lasted just three innings. He threw the four seamer 25% of the time. It just wasn't it. I don't know what happened, what he thought, uh, anything like that. But Weathers just felt off, and I think he was off. So now his four seems usually his primary pitch, with the sinker being third, slider being second. And I actually been looking by the month and so. You can even count it by the game. His sinker has been increasing in August, his first start, but it usually was the fastball, and now the slider has increased. As the secondary pitch, with the sinker being first, four-seam is third. It's just a little odd. The four-seam fastball got lit up in that start. D-backs were hitting it 750. It was just not – at 93.7 miles per hour, it wasn't having that sharpness to it. His slider was hit 667, thrown 16 times, wasn't having that. So the sinker was the best pitch he had. I get that. It was just a little odd. It wasn't the same Ryan Weathers we have seen all season, like against the Dodgers in the postseason last year and so far this year. He, he was a young monster that was just coming out of nowhere and being just unhittable. Uh, but he didn't have it. He did not have it. He's been throwing the sinker more and more. In fact, going back to July 24th, that's when it started being his primary pitch at 50% of the time, throwing a sinker. Sinking fastball, I guess, can be a little different, right? If you throw it high, next thing you know, you're under it. You're not with it because it's not as flat. It's got a little bit of a tailspin. Different. So it's just an odd pitch mix now. Even then, on July 24th, the four seam, that's when it started dipping at 17 18%. The slider increased over the fastball to 30%. So he changed his pitch mix from four seam slider sinker to sinker, slider, four seam, You gotta just pay attention to that. Try and watch his pitch mix and see what goes on. His sinker and four seam throw exactly the same at 93. Four seam may clock up to 94, 95, but that pretty much is the same. Slider goes around 86. It's a really good slider. He's got some good bite to it, but Ryan Weathers just didn't have it. Um, so you're going to have those rough starts, especially as a youngster. Uh, I'm just a little shocked by it. I'm a little disappointed. And at the end of the day, you just got to roll, ro- roll on, move on and go against your next start and just go like Torvish and go like Blake Snell and just be phenomenal out there. In fact, I think the Padres made history with the first back-to-back starts with 12 plus strikeouts. Uh, so congratulations to that. That is uh, a fun stat. I like to, uh, see and darvish and snell uh, you got to be a believer at this point and i am in ryan weathers i really am i think this kid for a young age has a lot of confidence um he's got swagger he's not he's just a really crafty lefty um it's something that you don't just see out of the blue sometimes you got to get lucky with it and it was just it was working it, it, it was working but at the end of the day mark melanson you got to just mark melanson whoa huh well, I mean, I guess him too because of the save opportunities sometimes. But Ryan Weathers, you just gotta shake it off and move on. So he did not have it one bit. Sinker was being thrown a lot. Four seam slider was getting hit very hard in this one. So I'm even questioning. Do I just yeah? I'll go over the I'll go over the game recap because why not for you guys? So Trent Grisham. A two-run homer brings in Austin Nola, his 12th homer of the year. Caleb Smith has been really struggling, but I shouldn't even be saying that for the document <laughs> document I gave on Ryan Weathers at this point. Jake Cronenworth then, a two-RBI double brings in Ryan Weathers and Tommy Pham. So Ryan Weathers did issue himself a walk, so that's how he got on base, so he at least did that. Will Myers, a ground out brought in Adam Frazier off Matt Peacock, so I was thinking, yeah, we got this. We brought Caleb Smith out early and then the wheels just fell off and everyone was hitting off Ryan Weathers at this point. Nick Ahmed, RBI double, brings in Pavin Smith. Ketel Marte, the Padre killer, RBI single, brings in Ahmed. Christian Walker, RBI single, brings in Carson Kelly. Uh, I was just not having it. Pavin Smith, RBI single, brings in Christian uh, Estruba Cabrera. Matt Peacock, yeah. The pitcher Matt Peacock they homer off of us. The Rockies pitcher Herman Marquez and now we got Matt Peacock getting singles off of us, uh, and that was off Craig Stammen. I'm sorry, Stammen. it happens, but I wish it wasn't happening to you. Pavan Smith scores RBI single for Peacock. Nick Ahmed, oh my goodness, a two RBI single. I just I, I want to move on. Jake Hager scores and Matt Peacock scores. So yeah, that was not it. You got to move on and. The Padres did just that. Game two, Padres win this one 6-2. to two. Manny Machado, one heck of a season. Home run number 21, a RBI solo home run, RBI single for Manny Machado. Taylor Weiner gave up that home run. Manny being Manny has been just fantastic. His average exit velocity is 98. That's one of the top best in the league this season. He's got a great barrel percentage. You name it. He is just on a tear. He's got 109 hits for the Padres this season. 77 RBIs, his team leading. 285 average, that's the Manny we know with a career 280 average. A 358 on base, an OPS of 877, a slugging of 518. Woohoo! I don't want to be facing Manny in the batter's box. He's looking like prime Orioles Manny, and I'm going to say it now. He's still in his prime. Manny Machado, have yourself a season so far. He's on pace for like 115 RBIs, thirty something home runs. Like, get rid of that 250 season where the Padres didn't have the best coaching, they didn't have the best discipline. That was before they got Tommy Pham, and just put just put these couple of seasons with Manny Machado, and oh my goodness, he is just a fearsome hitter, top two percent with that exit velo, and. He's just putting it extra batting average, extra base batting average. Also top 10% in the league. Hard hit percentage really is up there too. So Manny Machado has just been tearing it up. Hits fastballs really well. Gets fastballs a lot too uh, at around 57%. Hits them at a 296 rate this season. Breaking balls at 284. all speed pitches he could struggle with just a little bit a 245, but, you know, I guess sometimes I could see some really good change-ups and stuff and curveballs and – not curveball; Those are breaking pitches. Wow. Um, but the off-speed pitches being the change-up, the splitter, uh, forkball. Actually, I think that – yeah, forkball is uh, considered an all speed pitch, but, you know, those can be pretty disgusting at times. But Manny has been doing really well on other kind of pitches, and this was a hanging slider from Taylor Widener and which Manny took full advantage of. But I thought this was it. Christian Walker, Homer's first fifth of the year, brings in himself and Cole Calhoun. I was very upset. I thought this was uh, going to be the set and dawn. I thought the Padres scored the one run they had, and it was going to be, all right, kiss a good night. Padres are going to lose this one. They're going to be several games back, even more now. And it's just going to be that kind of game. But hey, They proved me wrong, and I'm happy they proved me wrong because you know what? A true fan doesn't doubt their team one bit. Eric Hosmer, stop bashing on Eric Hosmer, man. He has been so good, and he's carrying that. He needed some pressure, not all the heat. He just needed a little bit of pressure to get hitting. He's been our hottest hitter, I would say, besides Manny, in this lineup so far the past month. Hosmer's doing his part, okay? His ninth home run to right field to tie things up two and two. Manny Machado then an RBI single. A really nice piece of hitting up and in. Brings in our favorite Adam Frazier. Then a very close pitch. What a take. I think Trent Grisham said, I ain't hitting that. So the bat stays on my shoulder. A bases loaded walk. Brings in Manny Machado on the bottom of the eighth. Four to 4-2 San Diego. And then also Nola. Two RBIs. Bringing in Will Myers and Jake the Rake. Cronin Worth. Welcome back, Austin awesome, yet again. Manny Machado has just been stellar. Hosmer was a big part, but of course, Grisham adding on to that, in which four runs broke the tie, but also gave the Padres some nice insurance in the bottom of the eighth. Helped the Padres win this one six to two. Darvish was phenomenal. Seven innings, four hits, two earned runs, no walks. That's right, no walks. And 12 strikeouts darvish his slider 33 of the time that usual pitch right there had an average around 80 uh, percent miles per hour 80 miles per hour whoa if it was 80 I think uh, it will get hit on just a little bit had a really good spin rate that slider at 280 2873 spin rate in which his yearly average is 27.56. His cutter used thirty percent of the time. Four seamer was used twenty-two percent of the time as well. Was just really locating nicely. Wasn't thrown too hard. Hardest pitch was ninety-seven point two from that four seam fastball. Otherwise, than that, really was just using everything in command and looked like his old self in you, Darvish. So I'm pretty impressed. Uh, I'm glad. I think Darvish needed this a lot. Darvish really did. He was struggling big time and you're going to have that no matter how good you are as a player. Everyone goes through their funks. We think about hitters. They go through their cold spells pitchers too, man. The minute you give up some runs, you get taken out, you lose confidence. Men- mentally. It's a big time key for pitchers to of course, throw and understand need confidence in order to throw. Uh, so Darvish, he really, he, he really needed this. And I'm, I'm glad he's our ace a thousand percent. And if Blake Snell gets it going too, uh, that 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 that's so man, we are just a good team. So you Darvish in July was 0-4, with at 7.36 ERA. Not good. Not good at all. He was getting hit hard, but he worked things out now. And I don't care if against if it's against the Diamondbacks. He did just fine. Now, Darvish, in fact, throws that cutter mostly, but threw that secondary pitch, which was a little uh, interesting to Arizona Diamondback hitters. The cutter in his career is used around 38% of the time, slider at 23%, but switched that thing up with the slider being used most uh, to try and get a lot of swing and misses, in which he did just that. So you, Darvish, a well-deserved win, and the Padres get this ball game, which was a good bounce back one. Now it's time to take the series. And I'm glad we took the series because if we didn't, I don't know if I'd be doing this podcast right now, but Blake Snell pitched an absolute gem. And once I say, once again, Arizona Diamondbacks, I don't care. It's still a major league baseball team and they can come out any day and win a ball game. So mad bomb versus Blake Snell. Great lefty lefty. Matchup for both squads. Mad Bum has been pitching a lot better, too, in his past couple of starts. Um, So I was a little afraid of this one. But Jake Cronenworth, an RBI single, brings in Adam Frazier, in which Frazier had himself a day, three for four. So uh, where are all those Dodger haters at, right? Dodgers, stop. Frazier has been an absolute beast, and he's going to only get better for us. So Jake, the rake Cronenworth, absolutely special guy. Everyone thinks about the Tommy Pham acquisition, but Jake was a steal in that move as well. Jake Cronenworth basically helped with all the scoring as that RBI single made it one, nothing. And then the bottom of the fourth, bring out the swag chain, home run number 16 for Jake, the rake Cronenworth into the crone zone, to right center field off mad bomb lefty lefty. Um, Just a nice pitch down the middle that Cronenworth took every advantage of, and the Padres went two to nothing. Blake Snell, seven innings. Whoa, whoa. Two hits, three walks, 13 strikeouts for Blake Snell. 13, man. Oh, he needed that. He needed that. So Blake Snell, we talked about it before. The four seam is used a lot, but this is where it gets a little odd. Uh, it's not a heavy split at all in fact it's very tight but Blake Snell threw the slider 49% of the time that was 53 total pitches for the slider that is different but it worked it worked 70% were swing and misses his forcing fastball was 48% of the time 52 pitches it worked as well he just had that feel for the slider especially against lefty lefties, like against Cole Calhoun. Oh, my goodness. He was making him look like he was a minor league player. He was making him look like he was like a little leaguer. I mean, it was just disgusting what Blake Snell was throwing out there. So it was good to see him have a good feel for it. The curveball and the changeup were only thrown a few times a piece, So it was a two-pitch mix going for Snell. And just the spin rate was pretty good. His slider was around 2,400. His yearly average, though, is a little bit more than that, but he did clock around 2,500, a little bit more on that spin rate. So it was looking real solid. I got to say he had a good grip to it, and that is without spider attack because that is not allowed anymore if that was so. I don't know if Blake Snell was using it or else he'd be in a uh, different world right now with the stats that he would have, but Blake Snell – Really mix things up as well, so you got to pay attention to that. I want to see Joe Musgrove's uh, splits as well, despite the loss, and he didn't take the loss. But I'm interest. I'm interested to see. Okay, now let's let's step back and see. All right, did Joe Musgrove use his secondary pitch more than his primary? And if so, maybe there's something going on here. Larry Rothschild had a talk with the pitchers and said, "All right, it's July. You guys are just getting lit up." Opponents are coming in saying, we know what we're going to expect because of such a difference in percentage that we use this pitch over that pitch, and et cetera. Or did these pitchers get together and just say, hey, you know what? Let me start throwing this more because when I use it, it, it goes well. And I got to respect that. Blake Snell, uh, I'm impressed. I'm hoping this is a sign of finally just getting at it and being Blake Snell like he was. With the Rays. I'm really, really hoping this is the case. I mean, Blake's now his slider. In 2021, he's got 360 that he's thrown. A batting average against opponents at 149. That four scenes has been working too. 269. It's a changeup. I've talked about this before. You can check out on uh, a couple of blogs I write uh, on my website. If you're not following that, at Grand Padres. You can check out the latest episodes, my website that includes different blogs and what this podcast is really about. So I really appreciate that. All the love and support I can get to make this channel growth just for you guys would be greatly appreciated. The slider's been working, a put out put a put out percentage of 28-29%. It's been great. Forcing fastball has been fine. It's been fine. The curveball, he's been dealing it. Everything's been working, but the changeup. But the fact that Snell maybe saw his stats or had a conversation with other pitchers and Larry Rothschild involved and looking at that slider and the percentage going against him, it's a slugging for opponents only at 245 also. So it's not like there's anything special going on there. And that category it has only allowed 14 hits off that slider and 94 at-bats. It's working. It's really working. I got to give Blake Snell a lot of credit. And if this is the Blake Snell we're starting to see, watch out. I think Ryan Weathers, if he starts doing it too, let's say he starts throwing the slider and a little bit of a sinker mix. By all means, I'm for it. So Padres Nation, that's all I got for you. Actually, I believe they do have the pitching matchups in this case going against the Miami Marlins, a three-game set. At home, it's going to be Joe Musgrove on the mound versus Zach Thompson. So Zach Thompson, I believe, makes another appearance for the Marlins. But Joe Musgrove sits at 7-7 seven and seven with a 2.87 ERA on 122 in the third innings pitched. He has himself 139 strikeouts. Joe Musgrove has just been and also an absolute steal pitching wise for San Diego. Craig Stammen will be starting game two. 5-2 with a 2.71 ERA. Maybe to help the starters just a little bit. I kind of understand that. Weathers has been struggling. Lamette isn't due back yet. He's possibly in the bullpen from now on forward. Um, I get it. We're a little bit low on starters and quality starts, I would say. It's been getting better. But uh, I think this is a smart move. Stamming can give us those four to five innings and then get a nice day's rest. So I'm confident in this one, actually. Snell. And 63 innings has 63 strikeouts, a much better bounce-back season for the veteran. One of my favorite veterans on this team after last year posting a 5.63 ERA. But that was in a Mickey Mouse 60-game season. And then game three, it'll be Sandy Alcantara versus To Be Determined for San Diego. I'll try to keep you guys posted on that. Alcantara sits at 6-10. and With a 3.70 ERA, a little bit of a down year for him. I'm I'm a fan of Sandy. 136 and a third innings pitched, 121 strikeouts, has a WHIP of 1.17. So let's try and get all three. That would be phenomenal. The Marlins have lost three straight. They're three and seven in their last ten. They sit at 47 and 65. San Diego seven and a half back from their division. 64 and 49, still a great record. A hundred and two run differential has won two straight and are five and five in their last 10. So Padres Nation. I'll see you guys after the three-game series against the Marlins. I'm gonna try and write some articles on how Ryan Weathers could improve his pitching repertoire. I understand I said a lot of it on here, but you know what? He could take some notes, maybe from me but also Blake Snell, Larry Rothschild, and others. So stay tuned for that post as well on Twitter. But thank you guys so much for listening, and I will see you guys after the miami Marlins series. Let's hope for the best right there. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Grand Slam and Padres. Check out the podcast on Twitter at Grand Padres to read the latest blogs and get the latest episodes. New episodes come out after every series.